Shut up and sit down. to Around the Natty. This is episode 22. 22. Um, we're happy Not to, to be, be confused back. with 21. <laughs> we're happy to be back. Um, and we're going to be talking some Reds baseball because baseball has been confirmed to coming back. And I'm jacked up. I'm jacked up. Me too. I'm so jacked up. I had to bring my Around the Natty podcast Yo. Uh, Let's look Tumblr. At look at that logo. And in case you forgot my name. That's Logan. And Andrew. That's me. And this is Around the Natty. Around the Natty. Let's take a sip. Cheers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, only man. Two of them in existence. You, you can only dream to get those. Um, but let's, uh, let's dive right into sports here. Um, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, the League and the Players Association agreed to a 60-game season with uh, spring uh, spring training starting July 1st. Um, that's huge. Um, that's right around the corner. That's within a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get baseball back. Uh, uh, did you hear if they're televising spring training at all? Um, I can't imagine they wouldn't. I feel like that at this point they'd need all the revenue they can get. But I haven't heard – I have not heard officially whether they are or, or not. Um, but like I said, I can I really would doubt that they wouldn't – being that they were losing so much revenue from um, obviously not being able to have fans in, at least initially. Although, interestingly enough, and I don't know if you saw this or not, but Louisville City, um, the soccer team in Louisville, they're uh, they're opening up, and they're opening up with fans really? right away. Yeah, apparently they, they're allowing fans. It's, like a, it's not full capacity, obviously. but And then the Kentucky Derby, which is in September, they're allowing fans as well. Dude, the um, Kentucky Derby gets super packed, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, in terms of potential um, ability to attend the game, I mean, if that if those things go mostly well, I mean, those are good signs. Um, I'd say I bad sign. Vibe right now. Say it again. I don't know if that's my vibe right now. I don't want to catch the COVID. Oh, I mean, I agree. I'm not going out right now either. I actually went to a restaurant for the first time today since March. Yeah. And I was a nervous wreck. Yeah, I went uh, the other day as well. I went down to Bakersfield. In oh, nice. And had some Did you have for work? Uh, which were delicious. I always represent Cincinnati well. Those were fantastic. Um, yeah. But let's dive right into it. Uh, let's Reds do it. Baseball's back, man. Um, we can discuss a lot of things. We can discuss the rule changes that the league and the Players Association agreed to. We got the mm-hmm. Universal DH. Uh, we got the runner on second rule for extra innings, um, but let's start and let's let's talk about Reds opening day lineup. Lineup. What do you what do you think we see um, first game of the season? Um, what do I think we see, or what do I what would I like to see? Both. Well, first of all, I think a lot of it depends on the health of Ijuanio Suarez. Yeah, I think that. Um, if he's re- let's let's operate under the assumption that he's ready to start, right? Mm-hmm. I think that the lineup. For the by the way, for those of you who aren't aware, um, 
Suarez did hurt his elbow, I believe, in a pool. Um, he had surgery on it. Um, it feels like years ago uh, that that happened. But, uh, you know, they were optimistic about it. Logan was very pessimistic about it. That's a superpower um, that he was going to be able to start the season. And, I mean, hell, he it's midseason pretty much. So um, we'll see. So go ahead. Um, I think that the lineup should look so- – I think it should look something like this. Uh, leading off, Shogo. Mm-hmm. Um, second, or batting second, Joey Votto. Uh, batting third, Moose. Batting fourth, Gino. Uh, batting fifth, uh, Castellanos. Batting sixth, Sinzel. Um, batting seventh. Um, man, it really just depends on who the hot hand is at the time. I guess probably you throw, you probably throw Jesse Winker in there. What about uh, Galvis? Well, I, I, I was going to put Galvis more at like the, uh, eight spot and then have Tucker at nine. You're going to have Galvis in the eight spot? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I'd have Galvis over Winker. You put him at seven. Mm-hmm. See, I just think I think that Winker gives you more pop, and so yeah, yeah. But he also he also hasn't had the opportunity to. I, I believe righties hit righties. They take him out mm-hmm. every time. You know, honestly, I would like to see what happens with uh, Aristides Aquino, and Ooh. see if if he can even put together a semblance of what he hit. Cause then that's a great DH option. Um, yeah. And I mean, even he's uh, a good it, outfielder though. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think that um, in terms of, in terms of defense, like there's not really, there's not any of our, our outfielders who really stand out defensively. They're all very um, serviceable. I think. Mm-hmm. I, think I think that Castellano is the biggest if. Right. I mean, and and you know what? The nice thing about having the DH this year is they, you know, that gives you some wiggle room. And I, and I think that if we had excess anywhere, it was, um, it was the outfield. A hundred percent. And so the nice thing with the expanded rosters, um, will be being able to have some flexibility there. Yeah. And obviously, like I said, with the DH, obviously you can kind of go with the hot hand time. I mean, because even, you know, utility guys like Derek Dietrich and Kyle Farmer uh, were able to contribute at different parts last season when they had to. Um, and that's one thing, too, I, I'm really confident in is, let's say, for some reason, Gina is not ready to start the season. I think that you can easily plug in a Derek Dietrich or a Kyle Farmer and be okay. Did you know that Alex Blandino is still on the like is still on our, our system? Yeah, he's one of our top uh, top prospects for the past you know several years. The reason we've seen him is because we've been so terrible that they right. said screw it, let's get him some time. Um, you know, he's still one of our top. He's been I think he is our top since um, since Senzel got called up. But you know, he's shown some flashes, but he hasn't shown me anything that's made me super excited to bring him up. Yeah, I um, I'm interested to see how Jonathan India 
would or I, w- I would have been interested to see how Jonathan India would have done this year had they actually had a minor league season. Um, and that's something that I really think is a shame uh, about you know not like that being canceled is you know you miss out a year of growth uh, for guys like him and Hunter Green and uh, you know guys that you know you really this would have been a, a especially for Jonathan or uh, especially for Jonathan India um, a big you know identifier year where you got an idea of what was gonna what was gonna look like and what was gonna happen but. Um, well, okay, so that, that, that's my lineup one through nine. What's your lineup like? I think you have to lead off with Shogo. Um, I mean, you brought him in. That's what you paid him all the money for is to be the leader yeah, guy. Yeah, you know? consistent hitter in the front of the lineup. Um, you know, that's what um, happened when we signed uh, Chu as well. Um, I agree with Votto at two. Um, I think that's more than reasonable. Who'd you put at three? Uh, Moose. Moose. I think maybe I don't want to put Galvis too high. Galvis is definitely a six through nine hitter, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think Mustakis. I think to be honest, I feel like you hit it on the head. Um, now, um, I may actually switch Mustakis and Castellanos um, simply because that um, Castellanos has. Um, Hits for you know doubles contact. And, yeah. and contact and and Moose is a little bit more of a power hitter, um, and, but go ahead. Sorry, I think I think your list is pretty accurate. I think towards the bottom of the uh, bottom of the lineup, you have a little bit of flexibility there. Yeah, um, with Galvis and Winker and Aquino and things like that. Well, you br- you brought up the the uh, the contact, and so I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit and and talk about one of the rule changes and something that I'm really excited about this year. Um, is with the extra innings, they're going to start off with a runner on second. And I think that in doing so, you may see an increase in small ball, uh, at least in extra innings. And I think that part of the problem of, of extra innings, whenever, you know, teams are going, you know, f- sometimes 15, 16 innings, um, part of the problem and part of the reason why is because everyone's swinging for the fences, man, in those innings. Yeah. Whereas now you got someone on second, starting right off the bat. Maybe you see a little more small ball. Maybe you see some more movement. That's that's what I think baseball is missing. I don't I don't think that it's uh, the dominant pitching or the lack of of long ball. I think it's the lack of movement. I think the more we have runners on base, I think the more um, contact you have, um, the more strategy you have, um, the better off. And if you have it, it, when you're able to get runners on base and play that small ball, you can neutralize the shifts. And the shifts are also a big part of the reason why you're seeing such dominance. Here's, here's what bothers me, though, right? Here's what bothers me. You know, with this rule, all it takes to win the game is is a bunt is a bunt and a sacrifice fly. Well, that's good because no one can bunt. So, I mean, there's some people who can bunt. If you got somebody who can bunt, dude. 99% of the league can't bunt. Huh? 99% of the league does not know how to bunt. I think you can get a bunt down to get a person from second to third. No no one bunts anymore because metric like according to the according to the analytics, it's not it's a waste of a play. Whatever. Dude. I'm just telling you what people I listen, I, I like I'm I, I wish like hell we could get back to the throwing out a squeeze bunt here and there. Um but here's my thing though, Gamble is like, okay, so you look at it. 
And these these times where you got games, especially for okay, let's look like, years past. Last couple of years, Reds not been competitive, so it's not really mattered. This year, they have a chance to compete. Do you really want to burn through your bullpen? And because sometimes, even if you come out winning a game and you play 18 innings, you're really lost yeah. because you're going to be gassed and, and screwed for the next two to three games, and you're going to be spending that entire time recovering from from the losses as a result. I mean, listen, man, I'm I'm all for trying new things. The game's definitely dying. Um, it's definitely. It's definitely not doing as well as the other sports leagues. NBA's crushing it. NFL's crushing it. Um, they're just they're just gasping for air, man. They're drowning. Um, so I'm open to try anything. I think this is the perfect time to go ahead and try new things in this this shorter season. That's kind of a throwaway season. It feels like. Um, so you know we'll see. I I you know I, it's one of those things that you're not going to understand how if plays out until you right. watch it happen and we see what some of these teams are doing. Okay. Um, so you bring that up. Do you okay, whoever wins the World Series this year, do you put an asterisk next next to that World Series? No. Cause and here's why. You know, cause if you do that, you're lumping them in with the Houston Astros. You know what I mean? You're lumping them in with the Houston Astros. Honestly, I feel like across the board, man, if you're able to win a a, 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 a championship this year. If you're able to, to win a world championship this year, regardless of the sport, right. you, man, you've earned it. You yeah. freaking earned it because this is – it's going to be hell. I don't think it's people realize. And it's not like the NBA where they're going to put them all in a bubble. They're going to live their regular lives. Yeah. They're going to face some challenges. Um, as a result, you know, I mean, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough yeah. on them. And like I said, I feel like whoever comes out on the other side – Regardless of that's the NBA, the MLB, or uh, even MLS. I mean, again, I, I feel like you can't even even with the shortened season. Like, you gotta give due respect, you know. Yeah, um, I, and I th- I think that asterisk is a derogatory mark. Like to put that on somebody's franchise um, for something outside of their control. Like that doesn't. I don't think that sits right with me. I don't think that sits right with a lot of the league. Right. It should. Yeah. To your point, I feel like it should be reserved for those rare instances. Where teams are caught uh, doing things that are that are unbecoming to, to the league, uh, you know whether that's the Astros. Which, by the way, what a pass the Astros have gotten! What a pass! Man, we could argue about that all day. They've gotten because, because it with with COVID nineteen going on, that was the story going into the MLB season. Oh yeah, was that was the story, and they have gotten off so easy, man. Yeah. I can't. I, and you know what? I'm really sad that we won't be able to see uh, crowd reactions mm-hmm. to when they get drilled. Well, Man, we I just in, in, uh, or, preseason, or right, spring right, training, which was yeah. cool out Right, people were heckling them to hell and back. It was great. Most of the bunch is Bregman. He can go to hell. <laughs> I can't stand him. Well, let's uh, while we're on the topic, let's talk about the other world change. Um, we got the universal DH. I know. You've been a really big proponent of this rule um, and getting it in the National League for a long time. So um, I'm gonna let you lead it off. You know why? Why do you want the DH in the league? Uh, I, so one, I think I think it just evens the playing field. I think that um, one of the things that's a struggle for um, National League teams once they get to the World Series or even in early play is that structurally and organizationally, National League teams are just aren't built to accommodate a DH. Um, 
I also think that the DH is good for players, and I'm 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 I'm, I'm pro player. I think that the DH um, allows for it. It brings greater opportunity for value to players. You know, perhaps they're an aging player or a player like you know a, a Prince Fielder or a Big Poppy who athletically had never really had it, um, but were able to. Uh, still remain relevant, and and honestly, I mean, think about think about baseball in the in the 2010s without David Ortiz, without the DH. I I don't know that you really have that. And I mean, it, it, your argument though, Prince Fielder played first base for a long time, right? But like a complete complete liability athletically would have far been better served to have someone else in there who. Yeah. Uh, and allowed him to play in the DH spot. And, you know, outside of the very few pitchers who take pride in actually swinging the bat, um, it's it's ugly to watch. Um, the double switches are cool, and that strategy to me has always been fun. Um, but now with, with the way analytics are and, and the way things are going, like it, that, that's, going, that's becoming less and less uh, relevant anyways. And honestly, I want to see part of it. Like, I... I there's a there's a trend, and I believe that it's, it's it's correlative. The American League pitchers, the starting pitchers, go further into games because they aren't going up and swinging the bat every three innings. That matters. That really does take um, a certain level of of wear and tear and and uh, additional exertion. And I want my guys, especially the Reds fan. If you're a Reds fan, you want to see these guys who you've spent a lot of money on or invested time in or assets, you want to see them go seven, eight innings. Mm -hmm. if, and, and, I, and I think that the DH is going to help increase the ability to do that. Um, I think it's going to help bring more relevancy and more uh, vindication to the, the town level. Like Luis Castillo should be looked upon by the league as a top 10 pitcher. And, I, and because, regrettably, uh, of multiple things, um, he's not. But I think that this is going to help you know, people like him and, and players in that position um, to kind of solidify their, their footstool and, and, and assert their value. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, like I said, I think that it allows for um, the expansion of value uh, for um, guys who can really just lay the lumber um, but aren't lay too limber. limber. You know, I mean, they they lack they lack the limber, but they bring the lumber. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw this room and it, it bums me out. Um, well, because it, it, it's not it's I I know it's not guaranteed, but it's once they have it, it ain't going away. I can I can almost guarantee you that. It bums me out, and you know, part of the reason that bums me out is because it came about during this shortened season. So it's like, we didn't even get like a transfer period. They just kind of slapped it on us like a bandaid. It's um, only 60 games. So it's kind of as a transfer period. I know, but it's like, it just doesn't feel right. Um, but, you know, I know it's going to be advantageous um, for the Reds in particular, who have a lot of really good bats on the bench. Um, and it's always nice to get, you know, get an extra, you know, spot in the lineup for them to bat. Um, but for me, I really loved the strategy of it. I loved, um, you know, um, you know, kind of planning for that. Um, you know, I think all your points are valid, and I think I think those all can be true. Um, it's going to take some time for me to get used to it, and I really I see. Really but for me, this year too, you had to do it because you've got 
you're you're it, it's you're going to be the NL Central, uh, AL Central. Yeah, I mean to to even the playing field, you had to do it this year. Um, yeah, I get it for this season, but you know, I know they say they haven't made a decision on if it's permanent yet, but they've been pushing oh, it's, for this yeah. for years. They've been pushing this season after season after season, and I get it. I get it. It's just like it's it feels rough to me, and it's going to take some adjusting for me. And I'm sure when we get our pitchers out of the lineup and our DH is slugging homies that I'll get over it. Um, but for now, I'm going to I'm gonna bitch and moan about it a little bit. How do you think it affects Michael Lorenzen's status as a um, two-way player? I mean, I think you can throw – I think you can – I mean, I don't know if it hurts him. Um, I think – Here's my question. Can you – I really don't know because it's. I don't think it's ever happened. Can you be the 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 current pitcher and also the designated hitter? Probably. I don't know if anybody would ever do that. I don't even think the Reds would do that with him. I, I mean, I don't they think so either. But I, that's one thing I've just never really thought about. That's interesting. I don't know. Here's the, here's the thing, though. We got we got Michael Lorenzen who can also play center field, so. Uh, if they want to give one of those outfielders the rest, I know we have a ton of them, but you can put right. Mickey out there and and do it that I, way. So I, you know, and I, I won't. I, I he I really think he might be the best athlete um, in that outfield uh, group. Yeah, dude. I mean, He's the a guy. Freak. He's a freak of nature, dude. He's I mean, think about it. the guy. The guy hasn't played. He's not been a um, position player for at least six years since probably high school. And he went out there, and he made some damn good plays out in center field, man. He was again athlete. serviceable, athlete, serviceable man. athlete. I mean, I um, I really think if he had like, even if he was just an every third day guy, he would as you would see the skills improve yeah. quickly, yeah, very quickly. All right, Logan, the time has come. Let's talk red rec- record predictions. Oh God, what do you think? Um. Hold on. Let me do some math real quick. 60 games. What do you got, Big Daddy? I think they win 39 games. 39 games? Yep. That's close to what I had. Um, I had them winning 45. Mm. Um, now, here's my question. Do you think either 39 or 45 is enough to win and get in the playoffs? I think – well, it's expanded playoffs, don't forget. So, right. I think 39, I think that they come in second place in the division – and behind make the playoffs the behind the Cardinals. Okay. I also, I also think I see. My thing is, is I think that we really benefit from being matched up against the AL Central. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, uh, the Cubs won't suck. Um, they, they won't. They won't suck. Well, they, I mean, they won't suck. Since we started getting better in our rebuild, obviously those throwaway years were fine. But you know, I think we play the Cubs generally pretty well. Milwaukee's still going to be very solid. Mm-hmm. Um, They're getting worse. I I would agree, and I would even argue that St. Louis is not. They certainly didn't improve. I think they kind of stayed yeah. stagnant. They're a good team. They got a nice young pitching staff. Very very solid. Very uh, solid all the way through. They're they're deep. I, I still think we got the best pitching staff in uh, our division. Um, maybe even in the NL. Um, I, I really think it depends on what version of everyone you get. Right. You know what I mean? I hope we get, get back the way we got him. 
Um, I hope we get um, Bauer back on track. Yeah, do you get the Wade Miley that won 16 games? Um, it, I mean, if Wade Miley's winning, you, if, if he can get 16 wins, I mean, that's – I mean, obviously this year it won't be as many because we're not playing a full season. But, right. you know, whatever that would be. You get him on pace there. Yeah, I mean, if you get, if you had him on pace to, to win 16 games in 162. Now, um, my the other big question I have is, what does Joey Votto look like this year, man? I, yeah. That's going to be – because, you know, he, even uh, – he'll admit – I'm sure he would admit to it. I think he yeah, went on he the Jim Day the podcast. Day and podcast. Yeah, it came out. And he's not been playing to Joey Votto standards. And um, I think it – I think it's mostly age. And I think, unfortunately, it's kind of where he's at. Yeah. Um, at least the power numbers. I don't know that they'll improve too much, yeah. but what I really like to see is just more contact. Plate. Yeah, I, I just want to see him make some more contact, more discipline at the plate. Um, you know, getting back to being Joey Votto. You know, yeah. I don't need you to hit 25, 30 anymore. Um, if you can give me 12 like you did three years ago, awesome. Right. I'll take that. Um, solid on base guy. Um, let the young guys do the do the the heavy lifting for you. Um, yeah, let Suarez take care of that. Too. Yeah, you know, you be lumber, they'll bring the lumber. You know, <laughs> sorry, I just really like that. I like um, that. You know, I um, I think he's one of those guys that can analyze his game um, and takes criticism really well and makes adjustments. Um, so I I think I think that'll be really good. But uh, do you think forty five is unreasonable? <sighs> Man, to only lose fifteen games. To only lose fifteen games, man. I don't know. I mean, think about it. We got to play the Twins twice. Uh, I picked. I picked uh, thirty-nine games because there was a stretch um, two seasons ago where they went on a six thirty-five over a sixty-game sixty-game span. They went on a six thirty-five win percentage, and that's kind of what I. I think that's kind of where their peak is. Man, I I I see that we can hit 45. Um, you know, I don't think that's an unreasonable guess. Um, I think we got a top pitching staff in the NL. Um, I think I think we can get if we can get some of those um, those bats going. I think that was our big problem last year was we couldn't get bats going. I think we brought mm-hmm. some people who are going to add some excitement. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like the team has a lot of fire. They're coming together. They're realizing. I think the big thing is is um, is kind of like emotion. I have a feeling that they know they're going to be good soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's going to help tremendously. So um, I think that um, that 45 is achievable. And, uh, you know, we got to make a bet. You know, we'll uh, we'll save it up till next episode. But we got to make a bet for a case of beer this year also. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely down for that. I'm definitely down for that. I'm always down to win some more bets. I like doing that. <laughs> um, but the, my final question to you, Logan, is: okay. uh, Is this year World Series or bust for you? Um, you know, I know the Reds have a small window, um, but in your mind, do you think if they don't win it here, then it's then it's a uh, it's restart? So here's my thing: you, you you've been next to, um next to the carpet of the division or or the last of the division. You've been one of the you've been one of the ten worst we've been taking turns with the pirates. You've been one of the ten worst baseball teams in, in, in the league for the last four years. Um I I think that'd be unfair to say um World Series are bust. 
I definitely, I definitely think with the expanded playoffs, if if you don't make the playoffs this year, it's it's a failure. Yeah, it's a failure. A hundred percent. I think you have to make the playoffs. You have to make it, find a way to make it happen. And um, and yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. In where... World Series, baby. In World Series, baby. Are you uh are you making some trivia for me, Big Daddy? I'll say I've got some trivia lined up if you're ready. It's gonna be all um it's gonna be pretty easy this week. So um way to set should, me up to look stupid. You should get let me, some let me turn this up a little bit. You, I should get some? You should you should get some of these for sure. Oh, okay. Okay. It's all reds. All right, okay. it's all reds. Okay. Um it's all um batting related or offense related. How recent and, are we talking? Uh, all time franchise, franchise okay. records. Okay. okay. All right. I'll give you the hardest one first. Hit me. Who is the Reds franchise leader and wins above replacement for position players? Four position players. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you give me a time period? You can give me a decade gap. Um, they played across many decades. That didn't help me at all. I'll tell you, Barry none of these... Larkin. Uh, no, it was actually um, Charlie Hustle, Pete Rose. His one above the replacement was seventy-eight point one. Yeah, they they go back and backtrack these. What? Yep. That's crazy. Yep. They didn't even have that stat, dude. Sorry. This is ridiculous. This is a rigged election. <laughs> I blame Russia. Okay. Alrighty. All right. Can you name any of the top five leaders in on base percentage? Joey Votto. He's number one. Oh, you said, can I name any? Yeah. I named one right off the rip, dog. Yeah, that's very good. Um, Pete Rose. Pete Rose is not. Really? Um, oh, sorry, I lied. I lied. He's tied for number eight. I lied. I apologize. Because <laughs> okay. I was a, I was surprised myself. Uh, that's kind of low. I think that's kind of low. Yeah, the order goes one: Joey Votto, two: Jim Morgan, three: Johnny Bates, four: Dummy Hoy, Johnny five: Bates. Frank Robinson, uh, six: Mike Smith, seven: Adam Dunn. What? Swear. He's above Pete Rose. Yes. Five. Five point zero zero one. No way. Percent on base no percentage. No way. Yep. That's craziness. He used to get walked a lot, man. No, he also struck out more than anybody in the league every That's year fair. he was here. That's fair. That's fair. I got that one. I got a couple out of that one. I got three, I think. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. This one this this is this is actually probably the toughest one you'll you'll have all day. Oh god. Can you name the Reds' career, or sorry, franchise leader in batting average. In batting average. 
Joe Morgan. That is incorrect. He is not even in the top ten. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I know Joey Votto is up there. Joey Votto is tied for ten. He's tied for ten. Correct. Holy shit! We have so many good players. Uh you won't get this one. You want me to tell you what it is? Yeah. Cy Seymour. Cy Seymour. I don't even know who that guy is. Yeah, Cy Seymour. Do you he know who that is? uh he played center field and pitched. He oh, so um, he's from like the nineteen 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 or something. He played and he played. Uh, he was a rookie in eighteen ninety six and played in nineteen ten. Oh um, he played for the Reds through the uh, nineteen oh three through nineteen oh six seasons. There was no way I was ever going to get that. Lots of size back then. Interesting. I guess it's a popular yeah. name at the time. Okay, last couple here. All right. Rapid fire. All right. Franchise leader in home runs. Um, with the Reds or overall? Reds franchise leader. So they they had to hit these as Reds. Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench with 389. And lead, uh, sorry, franchise leader in strikeouts. Adam Dunn. Incorrect. Mm. Not even, uh. Oh, just kidding. He is top five. I was going to say, I thought he was top ten, not top five. And strikeouts. It's got to be somebody who's here for a long time. Could be Joey Votto. I don't know. It is Joseph Votto. Is it? With 13-11. I think it's just because he's been here a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's easy to forget how long he's been here. Uh, Sorry. I think this is interesting. Let's read it off real quick. Number one is Joey Votto. Two is Tony Perez. Three is Johnny Bench. Four is Adam Dunn. Five is Jay Bruce. Six is David Concepcion. Seven is Peter Rose. Eight is Brandon Phillips. Nine is Jorge Foster. And ten is Eric Davis. Yes, I know it's George Foster, people. Oh, I was so confused. I was like, who the hell is Jorge Foster? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But, uh, but yeah. So uh, that has been the weekly trivia. Gamble did pretty it. well. You did I pretty well it. this week. I think I did okay, right? Yeah, they did all right. I think You're I know right. my Reds a little bit better than I know my Bengals. Um, well, you yeah, know, because probably because the Reds celebrate their history, whereas the Bengals do not, which we discussed in last week's episode, which you should check out if you haven't already. Yeah, man. If you guys haven't, you know, we're on Google Podcasts. We're on, um, we're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. Um, I haven't cracked that iTunes nut yet. Um, it's a bit of a mystery. Yeah, we're still trying to bring it to summation completion um, to climax climax <laughs> um but yeah no uh but isn't that interesting uh before we go it's not interesting how you i would i would say in large part you and i are probably both bigger football guys but we know red's history better and yeah, i i, I really do it I really do attribute it to the fact that they do celebrate and yeah. call back upon their history more than the Bengals, you know? Yeah. It's definitely it's definitely way easier to recollect the really good teams that we've had opposed to um, the really, you know, bad Bengals teams that we've had. And I think I think the the Castellinis and the Reds organization in general just does a really good job of recognizing their greats. Um, Fantastic. Better than anybody in the league, so. Fantastic. Also, um, I want to just put it out there. The University of Cincinnati, uh, I saw that you're looking to rename your baseball stadium. I am happy 
to make it the Around the Natty podcast um, Memorial uh, Fieldhouse Baseball Stadium. Um, we are happy to do that. We will accept um, season tickets sideline um, for basketball. And uh, you don't have to throw baseball tickets in for us. You don't have to. We'll pay for those happily. Um, with you know, uh, we'll do that, and uh, we'll give out free T-shirts if you want. That's totally fine. Uh, but we are happy to go ahead and take that brand. Um, we love all people, and we would be a great ambassador uh, yeah. to the university. 100%. So I just want to plug that. Yeah, tag them. <laughs> so. Um. Yes, the the new around the natty University of Cincinnati baseball stadium. There you go. But you uh, all right, game. You know, man. I wanna, I think that's plug the socials? yeah. Let's plug some socials and let's get these guys out of here. I, I'm sure that they've had a long day. And uh, first of all, guys, thanks for listening to us as always. Really appreciate it. It's been a great time. Um, as always, we want to remind you to to follow, like, share, interact, love, kiss, lick, whatever you're into. Us on the social media. <laughs> Uh, to follow Gamble, you can just go to at Gurley Hummin. That's at G-I-R-L-I-E-H-U-M-M-I-N. Uh, to follow me, which I don't know why you'd want to, but you certainly can, is at Chow underscore Logan. And you definitely want to go ahead and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram. The uh, The show's Twitter and Instagram are both around underscore the underscore Natty. Guys, as always, it's been fun. I'm Andrew. I'm Logan. And we'll catch you. Around the natty. Shut up and sit down.